Hi, this is Matt Connell with your Dog Training Fundamentals podcast. Today I want to talk a little bit about positive reinforcement, what it is and what it isn't. I hear a lot of talk about positive reinforcement being the so-called best method of training a dog. And while it is an important method and it should be used frequently, when people say that any method of training is best, worst, right, wrong, good or bad, they're making a judgment call. They're inserting their opinion into a subject which has years and years of research and lots of experience. What people who advocate solely positive reinforcement either don't know or don't want you to know is that positive reinforcement by its very definition requires punishment. What do I mean by that? Positive reinforcement, first of all, is part of a larger form of learning known as operant conditioning. Operant conditioning is comprised of four different modes of learning. Positive reinforcement, positive punishment, negative reinforcement, and negative punishment. Now, positive reinforcement, by its very definition, requires negative punishment. So if you tell your dog to sit and he or she sits, you're going to give them that treat. That's positive reinforcement. If your dog doesn't sit, you're not going to give the treat. That's negative punishment. You're withholding a reward. You're withholding something that the dog wants as a consequence for not performing the behavior. Now, I think people are uncomfortable with the idea of punishment overall, and they naturally gravitate towards positive reinforcement, which is a good thing. But many people seem to be thinking of solely positive punishment as the only form of punishment. And positive punishment, or the application of something unpleasant as a consequence to a dog, is encompassed by a wide variety of feedback that you could give your dog. It could be anything from as mild of, let's say, a verbal scolding, all the way up to something that we would consider physically abusive, kicking your dog. I would never recommend that, and no one ever would. But all of these would be considered positive punishment if they were used in conjunction with a behavior that we did not want the dog to repeat. Today, of course, we know that the training methods of the past, which included pretty much only positive punishment, are outdated. Old school trainers would show dogs through punishment, through positive punishment, what they didn't want the dog to do. And it was on the dog to figure out what else to do. Today, of course, we know that it's easier to motivate a dog and show them also what we would like them to do instead. But there are behaviors which can't be bribed away with a treat or a little bit of praise. For instance, dogs chase wildlife. Dogs will always want to chase that squirrel. It's in their DNA. They are hunters. They are predators. If you have a bag of treats or even a ribeye steak, your dog's still going to want to chase that squirrel. And the problem there is the perceived value of that squirrel is higher than the perceived value of you and that treat. So the purpose of positive punishment in that context is to lower the value or the relative value of chasing that squirrel so that looking to you for guidance and seeing that you have something else to offer, whether it be a treat or a toy or a ball to go fetch, is more rewarding for that dog than the behavior that we don't want. That's the chasing. Now, this was just a primer. There's obviously a lot more depth to be explained 
about operant conditioning and how this all works and when to use different modes of operant conditioning. If you're interested in more, definitely check out my Dog Training Fundamentals app. It's on the App Store and it's on Google Play. Follow me using the social links below and I'll talk to you in a week.